meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. Back on Talk of the Town. I'm laughing <laughs> as uh, my Master Gardener friends, Joyce and Kim, are in the studio. And immediately you walk in, I feel like we are a bunch of old people that gathered together at the coffee shop to start talking about what hurts. Yes, we came into the triage. This is what we've done now. Exactly. This is the triage this exactly. morning. <laughs> I thought, are we, Joyce, pull that a little bit closer to you. Like, I got beat up in the garden. It Same. Was, it was brutal. You were talking about getting stabbed by a rose bush. Yes. I took a thorn right to the, like a thick one um, when I was yeah. trying to fertilize the roses just trying to feed you thanks for yeah and then you got beat up by a bush well <laughs> i was trying to trim out a few you know just little dead dead sticks out of a mock orange and it got the best of me i mean i, I got all kinds of bruises on my arm <laughs> turned into a wwf show <laughs> and i didn't win who knew it was such a hard thing you know that's the thing about gardening is a lot of people think that it's going to be easy and romanticize the whole idea of it but it's hard work it is if you actually, you know, pot gardening is a little easier than in in the ground because you can you can sit on a on a bench, you know, and you can yeah. plant things in a pot. Yeah. And then, but then you have to have somebody strong enough to move the pot around yeah. uh, or or plant in place. That's that's for somebody that doesn't have a lot of energy. Um, and that isn't 25 anymore, shall I say, you might want to consider that. Yeah. <laughs> Motivation uh, becomes a big key for me, too. It's like, I want that over there, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of stubborn, so I'll end up with the aches and pains from that. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but so, the fresh air is so good for us, and it's so good to be back outside again oh, after the winter we had. I know I've mm-hmm. carried on about this for months here on this show but the winter in my mind was the worst one we've ever had it just seemed like so long yeah and they've proven too that there's actual studies out there that it's really good to get your hands in the dirt for your mental health that's true definitely Mm -hmm. get out there if you're not if you're feeling kind of blue Get out, get the vitamin D, get your hands in the dirt, maybe with some gloves because you got rose bushes. <laughs> I have to remember those gloves. But yeah. yeah, things are in full swing. Last night, I actually finished my planting of the tomatoes, which I have about 48 plants in yeah. the backyard, which you don't need to go crazy like I do, but like we don't buy tomato products all year long, whether it's a pizza sauce yeah. or people go, what are you doing with all of that stuff? Joyce, we do use it. Joyce, how's your onions? Well, I uh, I got out of control onion planting, and uh, we was telling Kim. Hey, remember when you gave me business about yeah. having seventy five mozzarella seeds? Well, okay, you know how you yeah. buy a little. You can buy little onion sets, like yeah. a little lump, about a little bigger than a marble. You know, and last year we seemed like we planted a lot of onions, and we ran out. And you can freeze onions. There's a lot of things you can do with them, even. And I make a lot of products like you do, Lisa, such that I use onions in my canning and stuff. So I planted on um, Sunday the equivalent of two ice cream buckets full of onion sets. <gasps> mm-hmm. And when I got back back home on Sunday afternoon, I had all I could do was to sit on the chair and in the screen porch and go, oh. <laughs> it was, I see work ahead. But you know what? The thing is, we're not going to run out of onions this year. No, we think, are not going to run out. I think that's a really big key to remember, too. Like you overbuy this stuff and it's food that you're growing. You can share it. There's no downside to that, I and think. And I do, exactly. yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. think there's no downside to that. Just I, share I, the I love. I always am telling my friends, like, you know, just I don't need to be there. Just stop by and grab what yep. you need Yep. if you don't have the the time or the inclination to grow yourself. But if you want to, I'm also a big proponent of, I have a friend who lives in an apartment and has just uh, filled up her 
balcony container that she's just got new little portable garden. Oh, cool. So you can grow on any scale. And, and that, that's the good point. Anybody can be a gardener. Like I said, if you if you want, people love their tomatoes. Their Tomatoes grow beautifully in pots, and mm-hmm. you can get a lot of tomatoes off one plant. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my The downside to that for me is if you buy a patio tomato, for example, <clears throat> you know, I know everybody's trying to make a living here, but I think they're overpriced. In, in, in no matter if you go to a big box store, or if you go to a green greenhouse or wherever you go, I think you get more bang for your buck if you buy a little teeny plant and put it in a pot and grow it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it just is more economical. Yeah, and they but taste better. Mm-hmm. I think they do. They but. do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, our Master Gardener chat today with Joyce and Kim, and we want to talk a little bit about flowers from seed. I've got some, I, I know out at Valley Veggies, we start everything from seed. So we've been taking care of these flowers for a while. They're finally going out, but you can really do this at home yourself, mm-hmm. starting flowers from seed. Are there specific varieties that you prefer to start from seed at home? Well, I think my experience has been, I always have a number of annuals just in my my garden in uh, North Mankato. And the ones that are my absolute favorites are four o'clock's zinnias mm-hmm. and marigolds mm-hmm. and the reason for that they're wonderful for anybody that considers themselves a beginner mm-hmm. because especially like with marigolds sometimes depending on your situations and they do for me anyway marigolds actually will reseed themselves oh yeah if you mm-hmm. don't pull them out in the fall mm-hmm. next spring in that same flower bed you're going to have marigolds and they're so hardy and the thing about marigolds this, their smell is a little it's a little off-putting i would say but mm-hmm. You don't have rabbits eating them off. You don't have deer will eat anything. All but those in, rabbits. Any kind of critters <laughs> that are, are eaters of your flowers, they leave marigolds alone, yeah. basically. And marigolds nowadays, you know, are there's so many different shades of yellows and oranges and reds. And I just and, got one called key lime. Yep, I have yeah. a creamy like a green. Yeah, and they're creamy white. I have. Mm-hmm. They come in various um, heights. Mm-hmm. Such that you can use them as a border, you can use them as the main attraction, um, mm-hmm. they, and they, they will grow with very, very, very little care, and they'll grow in poor soil also. Right. So they're just or poor planting. But <laughs> the one thing they won't grow in dense shade. I mean that we have right. to be honest about that. Yeah. They won't grow in dense shade. But marigolds are a wonderful choice. Another really good one is zinnias. Same thing. There's no yeah. reason that I mean you can if you want you can buy zinnia plants and plant them, but you can plant zinnia from seed. And now is the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come up with this nice warm weather we've got right now. They're going to come up literally in about a week. Right. And they just start to grow. They're, it doesn't take much, does it? I mean, no, they grow they, so quick from they, seed. And mm-hmm. like with zinnias, too, they're marigolds. I can't think of any diseases that affect marigolds. With zinnias, they yeah. can be susceptible to powdery mildew. Oh, sure. But under, with you, if your conditions are correct, which is... You know, try to if you're watering water from the base, not from the top. And if you do see some some signs of um, the the powdery mildew, and you'll know it when you see it because your plant kind of gets gray at the mm-hmm. bottom. Yeah, you can use, which is from a uh, ecology standpoint, say if you can use a copper sulfide um, right treatment, right. and that's not it's not going to kill the bees or it's going to just get the you know get, get the, the disease mildew. at yep. at bay. So. Um, they're really, really easy, and they're absolutely beautiful, and they attract butterflies like crazy. Right. They do make a great cut flower. They do. I know that we start them out at the farm, oh, and yeah. that's like one of her signature flowers. She has a she... ton of varieties. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, amazing varieties mm-hmm. of uh, and different heights. Uh, whether you want to plant them in a pot or whether you want to plant them out in the landscape. In recent mm-hmm. years, what's come on that, and maybe this has always been around, but I hadn't noticed it is that they're, they're calling them the giant zinnia mm-hmm. variety. Yeah, they are literally, you know, four feet tall. Yep, and the blooms are huge. That's what she specializes in out at Valley Veggies. The blooms. You have are, to order those in advance. Yeah. By the way, they're all sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cause the pe- Benary's giant. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. They're, they're absolutely wonderful plants and the butterflies are practically you know getting lined up on a runway yeah. to, to get on the plants they're just that's, wonderful that's a good one too that if you plant it i've seen it where somebody planted it all around the perimeter of their farm sure it was beautiful driving by on the road and mm-hmm. there's just it's like a rainbow of like the warm tones mm-hmm. you can collect the seeds from them and you can you know Keep those seeds over winter in just a dry paper sack or something. You could end up with a whole, like a lunch paper bag full of them mm-hmm. oh, if you collected exactly. a ton of seeds. I mean, just one flower head, I can't even explain how many seeds are yeah, on it. There are a lot. But you can collect them um, and then you can spread those seeds. But just know if you keep doing that over years, you'll end up with just real basic colors. Yeah, something you else. You won't right? end up with the variety that you start with and there is such a variety of colors oh it's yeah. wonderful zinnias yeah. but it's a rainbow of colors yeah. it's, and you know even i don't care for them but there's even kind of a lime green i have color. the whole it's the i don't the, care the for the that queen lime series i have yeah. i haven't brought them home yet but i started the entire queen lime series oh. um so they haven't gone in the ground yet but i have those and I they are see the queen lime red they're beautiful person. yeah okay because it's kind of pink you that know, I can that's that like I can horticulture. Pink, red is pink. Yep. Blue is actually a purple. purple. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So let's talk a little bit about uh, some of these summer bulbs that we have. Summer bulb care, um, and what we should be thinking about is: is it too late to plant a bulb if we have? Maybe, oh no. Okay, good. Because I'm looking at you, Joyce. Because yeah. you gave me some bulbs last year. Oh, do you want yeah. some more candles? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. yes, Joyce yes. <laughs> I've got some. I haven't. I'm going to plant those now this week. I dug them up, and I'm like, I'm not sure if they're okay or not. Oh, they feel kind of uh, weird. Nah, I'm sure they're fine. But they should yeah. have like little nodules on them where you can see the little growths. Okay. And if they don't, they might yeah. not have made. If it, they feel it, like a paper, or if they're are real springy and spongy, they might not be good. That's kind of what I've got, the spongy oh. thing. So you'll have to replace those for I me. will. I've got plenty. <laughs> okay, I've got good. plenty. But So the, <laughs> the kinds that, that are really popular, you've got the dahlias, yeah. the gladiolas, cannas, the callas, the begonias, and the caladiums. Mm. The thing, there's there's a, those are the ones that I use, yeah. and, yep. but there are other ones that are you know just as fabulous too. But the thing mm-hmm. that you need to remember now is the time to plant those bulbs. Okay. Yeah. Prior to this might have been a little too early. But the thing to remember about everything that I just listed off, you have to dig the bulbs in the fall. Yeah. They yeah. will not overwinter. And then yeah. you have to store them in a cool, dark place. And nowadays, people, some people's houses are too warm. They've got finished basements. And mm-hmm. you can't you can't store these bulbs in an unheated garage. They will freeze. I think that's what I did. They will freeze. And yeah. you don't want to store them in the refrigerator. No. You have to find... A dark, unheated, temp. unheated space. And, you know, 50, 60 degrees is okay, not any higher than 60, and it's got to be dark. I don't have that space. That's yeah, what I'm that's, trying to figure yeah, out. Like, So w- w- you're going to give me these bulbs, and I'm going to come back to you next yeah. year and say I need more. You know what? When you plant, yeah. if you but plant the, the, the canna lilies, the, it's the big old-fashioned reds that I have, you always have some to give a friend. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yes. Because I, I don't have yeah. a place to and store them. I, I actually started some um, canna lilies from seed. It was a long process, yeah. but it was super fun. I did that right around when I did the Lizzie's. And it, 
it takes a long time. They still even haven't bloomed because it's like eight to 10 weeks to bloom. Oh, so wow. okay. I'm being patient, sort okay. of. The, but the thing about those too, you know, with the, the old fashioned, the big red ones, the ones that I have, they get to be like five or six feet tall. Yeah. But they're just like a magnet for hummingbirds. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just fabulous. And they're, once they come up, they come up fast. Um, and they, they right away start to try to produce those flower spikes. Mm-hmm. They take a while. But once they start to bloom, they just keep on. Right. And until you can't really dig them until with, it's the easiest if you wait till after you've had a frost. Mm-hmm. So this, because mm-hmm. the stalks, it's like cutting down corn stalks. You know? It is really thick. Yeah, or and, a sunflower. Uh, mm-hmm. Or a sunflower. So, um, but they create a good screen too. Oh, so if you need like a fabulous. protection and. You <laughs> put them up between you and your neighbor. Yeah, and that and lemongrass, and then you got the yep. mosquitoes covered, and you're all and the set. Yep. Hummingbirds are happy, and you yep. know it's just uh, there's there's a lot going on there. Should we be doing anything other than the, just the direct planting right now to, to care for those bulbs, or is it just make sure that we put them in, pop well, them in? And there's there's always a downside, and you know I've been yeah. carrying on for years here about my squirrel problem. But that, that's <laughs> the other piece. You you have to with all of these bulbs if you have any kind of digging critters. You're going to want to plant the bulbs and initially, I would say, lay down a barrier of chicken wire yeah. until they they start to come up. And what I have done with my cannas actually is I have, I put lay uh, the whole flower bed. My husband helped me cut out a, a thing of, of chicken wire that we cover the whole bed and the cannas come up through the wire. So yeah. the squirrels are out of luck. Oh, they can't dig through that. They, they can't will, dig through it. It's almost like I watched them all fall and all winter dig into our raised garden beds. And I thought, I'm going to fight you for that space this spring. Mm-hmm. And I did because I planted a bunch of strawberries. And they just, they are ruthless and they will just dig it up so that they can get down to wherever they buried their nut. And then they will just leave it lay there to die in the full sun, the roots and everything. And I'll come home and I'll be like, what happened? Saboteurs. They've been doing it to my my irises. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't oh. they, they can't find an iris bulb they can resist. And they don't yeah. eat them. They don't do anything to no. They dig them out and leave them dry up in the sun. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> It's just ruthless. There, there should be a law against squirrels if you ask. Oh man! <laughs> okay, Anybody so need them? <laughs> I just planted the vegetable garden. I put the peppers in, and then a day later, yesterday, I put uh, all the tomatoes in. I've got tomato tone on them. I covered them with straw, so everything yeah, is. They look good. really good. Um, that's what's going on in my vegetable garden. How about yours? Same. Well, we just just this past Sunday planted tomatoes and and peppers, and now. You know, I've been the crusader about don't plant till the end of May. Well, the ten-day forecast now is it's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty warm. You need yeah. to worry more about the the night temperatures than the daytime temperatures, and the fact that it's staying in the fifties now. They they don't want it colder than fifty degrees, and um, it's it's time to plant them. What we do, of course, I'm out in the country where I'm planting these. I have um, some, uh, you know, like some old. I guess we used to call them everybody thought of them as like from school lunch these big gallon metal cans sure. yeah we've got some of those but then i also have some um plastic uh is that called uh pvc pipe sure oh sure That's, okay so my husband we bought some big strips of that a number of years ago and he cut it into like one foot circular it's perfect and that will last forever okay and you need to, out in the country anyway you generally need to protect tomatoes and peppers and cabbage and those other kind of coal crops, you need to protect them from the wind and even from, um, you know, if it's like 85 degrees and it's windy, the wind can can break your stuff. It mm-hmm. protects that. 
until they start growing up over the top and then get rid of the then then just tell them they're on their own. Well, but, they, right. don't they desiccate the leaves too? As the more windy it is, it yeah. just takes any of the it moisture that's up. in them away, and mm-hmm. and it's, it's rough on them. But back, you know, to the the flowers that I was talking about. With most of uh, the cannas, don't need to be staked, but dahlias mm-hmm. and even glads. Um, you need to generally have some sort of a staking or a wire or something for them to lean on because they'll get real tall and they'll just sort of tip over and mm-hmm. you you're supposed to be getting this beautiful flower spike and instead it, all of a sudden it's gone yeah it's gone um it's you know, drooping off the side yeah. like a creeping yeah so you want you want to give it some and it doesn't need to be anything elaborate just just some cheap wire fencing or anything that is pleasing to your eye anyway to keep them upright so they don't fall down. Joyce, we've done it too. We, we should probably touch on that with like the tomatoes and stuff. I know that we had our plant sale and our tomatoes had gotten a little bit lanky, I would say. Mm-hmm. But like if you are like me and you maybe leave your plants after you buy them for a few days and you're, you know, get them in the ground because now, like Joyce said, the weather's good. We don't have to wait. You can see the forecast. They want to be in the ground. They want to be with that soil and the moisture plus it's less managing because if yeah. you have a little pot they dry out so fast and in then you're hour. like micromanaging exactly. trying to like soak it and then you're spraying exactly it exactly where i was sitting yesterday where i was like yeah. i need to get these in the ground because i it's cannot just, water these another day yeah it's the management of it yeah. so just put them in the gr- it takes a little bit of work but it's about the same amount of time you would spend watering all of them right mm-hmm. so you pl- plunk them in the ground but like we had talked about if they get a little too long like you can tie up tomatoes and um, trellis them and stuff, but also you don't want to start them too long. You want those, you know, they grow the, is it tertiary roots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so forget. bury them deep, yes. right? Yeah, you can bury them deep or you can trench them. We've talked about that before too. I think one of the easiest things to do with tomatoes that have gotten way too tall, and some of them at mm-hmm. our plant, and by the way, I just wanted to say our plant sale was extremely successful. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah, it. Thanks, I want to thank everybody that, that came and, and patronized our our efforts. Um with tomatoes, we had some pretty pretty tall tomatoes. They were beautiful, but they were really in good shape, very very healthy. But the way to plant those tall tomatoes is dig a, dig about a four inch tramp, trench, mm-hmm. drop the whole plant in there, and leave about the the top. I want to say four to six inches. Mm-hmm. Leave it on top of the ground, and cover everything else up. Yeah. And that whole big stem that you put underground. It's going to get roots. You're going to have a real strong plant. And, and then it'll just grow straight up. It'll grow straight up. Yep. Yeah. The, the, and take the leaves off that are going underground. Okay. You want to pinch those right off at the stem. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited uh, for here we go. Like I said, here we go. We're full on into the growing season. Um, we only have about a minute and a half left, but I have to tell you, I went to a nursery, a local nursery in another town, and I purchased a gigantic, beautiful, endless summer hydrangea that I put in a giant pot because I feel like I can manage the soil that way. I know it needs to be either, what, acidic or alkaline soil. Yeah, so you can play with it. It needs to be more acidic. And so I'll I'll, I'll see how that goes. And you can change the color of the blooms by how much... About you know how Isn't much that, that's so, so cool to be able to play what with. What color are you like going to go with? Blue. It's pink right now, so I just bought the 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 uh, mere acid or the garden lime or whatever yes, or whatever lime. was it called that yeah. works with the soil that's in yep. the pot. So um, I just I didn't know the pH of my soil in the lawn, but that's something you can have tested if you yes, need to. Yes, you can. Yes, and so please do that. If anybody's thinking about it. Yeah. And where do we go for that? The U of M um, online, the extension, and you can just type in soil testing extension okay. and it will come up. It's un, it's around $20. Everybody should do it. 
So you know where you're at, so, so you're not dumping so extra gets, fertilizer gets down. sent to the University of Minnesota, and the testing is done up there. I believe it's $25. Yeah. And our local, the local extension office um, that you would be dealing with is Blue Earth County, mm-hmm. and it's at the historic courthouse. I think people generally know where that is. Right. Third floor is where the extension office yep. is. But even, or you, it's in the telephone book. If you look under Blue Earth County, look up extension, and you can call. And there is a person, um, we have a, a office assistant that's there, yeah. Um, five days a week that answers the phone can give you any directions that you need. Um, yeah, and you can print it off online. The yeah. test itself, you can print it off. You just mail in a little bag of dirt. They test it. They. That's, this is important so that people don't put extra fertilizer out there in their when you soil, don't know what's there when you already. don't need to. Right. Well, and you're you know, all you're wasting money. There are trace elements. For example, I mean, this is a quickie, but. Tomatoes, for example, you can get blossom end rot, and people are, oh my goodness, they're just devastated. And one of the causes of blossom end end, uh, rot is uh, lack of calcium, Mm -hmm. and it's a trace element. But you would that stuff would get picked up in a soil sample, and they would tell you what you what you've got and what you don't have. Okay, and then you can you can you can amend from there. You can amend from there. Perfect. Go get a soil test. There you go. My Master Gardeners, Joyce Wilcox, Kim Nielsen in with us today. Thank you so much for coming in. Good to see you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Happy Happy growing. Happy growing to you.